It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But MIDI Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Greetings and salutation, everyone. It is Rich Wilson, and welcome to Fantasy Baseball Live. It's Sunday, the 26th of January, and it's the great Tim McLeod and myself here to talk baseball, here to talk fantasy baseball, here to talk whatever the heck we want to talk about, but I think it's mostly going to be about second baseman. Timmy, how are you? I am just doing great, Rich. I really am, and you're calling us today from, what is it, NFI, I believe it's called? No Fixed Address? No Fixed Address, yes, I am in Charlotte at the moment. I was, in, <laughs> I was in New Jersey uh, this weekend, and uh, back in Charlotte, and off to the beach tomorrow, Timmy, so a little uh, sad news, I am watching the... Watching the the news, Timmy, I don't know if you heard this afternoon, the Kobe Bryant, the great basketball player, died in a helicopter crash. He and his 13-year-old daughter, I don't know if there was anybody else involved, but it's sad news, Tim. Yes, I'm not a big basketball fan, but even not being a big fan of the game, Kobe Bryant's name definitely uh, is a name that uh, I do know. And yes, it is very sad. Apparently, they were on their way to... Uh, the daughter's basketball game, I think. So there was another parent involved, is what oh. we're hearing now, and another child, uh, oh, one of one of one of his daughters in the pilot. So definitely a very, 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 very sad moment, and one that I think again should should reinforce to all of us that uh, love those around you, give them an extra hug. You just don't know what the future holds. You really don't, and. That that extra hug and that I love you, 
It definitely counts. Rich. Yeah, it totally, counts. totally agree. It's well said, Timmy. Well said. Sad day, uh, particularly when two 13-year-old kids are oh, – that's yeah. just brutal. So, Timmy, we are uh, – how's your week been? Uh, it's been okay, Rich. Uh, busy. Uh, I had uh, uh, I had a funeral to attend uh, oh. on Saturday. One of Kathy's uncles passed away. Okay. So I was in Atacoke, and it was uh, – uh, un- Saturday, unfor- like in yesterday. Yes, in in yesterday, it's it's unfortunate that as uh, again as as we get older, uh, uh, most of the time a lot of us spend in churches over funerals. Yeah. Uh, but uh, again, it was nice to catch up with the family and the in laws, and uh, they treat me with like a million bucks, and they were they were so Im- impressed to see uh, the baseball magazine. Oh, uh, well, so Tim, yes. do, 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 do they know that you're kind of like a celebrity? Uh, no, they kind of know that I crashed there for free. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, usually, then you're acting yeah, like a usually, celebrity then. Well, yeah, pretty pretty much. I demand mints under the pillow. Exactly. Okay? Not, not just green M&Ms? Uh, no, 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 no. We're talking the real deal here. We're okay. talking after eight at the very, okay. very, very least. Uh, no, we, we have a lot, of, a lot of fun. We really do. They're good. They're great people. Treat me good. Uh, and uh, again, it, it was nice to, to see some family. I mean, not under those circumstances, but it was still nice to catch up with the uh, with the family, Richard. Cool, that's that's awesome to me. I was in New yeah. Jersey, and it uh, beautiful weather on Friday and today, but Saturday it rained all day. But that was okay. It was it was a very very nice visit. Um, not a lot happening in the baseball world um, that I'm aware of, Timmy, because I've been a little immersed in a project, which I'll tell everybody about next weekend, what I've been doing, but uh, and you know what I'm doing. So I was immersed in a project over the last couple of weeks, but the good news, at least for me, Timmy, is I got a window to pump out the top 100 prospects. So how mm-hmm. about we play one of my favorite games? Let me bring up the list. It's one of my favorite, too. You get to pick a number between one That's and 100. Right. Don't pick one, because that'll be kind of no, boring. I, everybody knows I would one never is. do that, yeah. Uh, let me see where oh there top there it is the two that where would they be oh here they are Timmy so a number between one and a hundred Timmy and I will tell you where this per- it could change but uh, mm-hmm. I will tell you where the person is ranked uh let's go with let's go with number seventeen not too high but definitely uh, towards the top end of the list. Mm. All right, it's kind of a pick a pick a different number, Timmy. That's kind of a boring name, so pick okay. a different number. Okay, so sixteen. Little, <laughs> no, sixteen. Well, actually, you want to pick sixteen? That's a that's a more interesting guy to talk about. Seventeen is Bobby Wood Jr. So, um, sixteen. Want to go with sixteen, Timmy? Yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, Casey Mize. Casey Mize at sixteen. A very controversial player to me. And a very hard guy to rank because we know that the arsenal, we know the control, we know the pitcher himself has a chance to be a one, but he he crashed and burned in the middle of the season with injury and wasn't the same guy when he came back. And is he going to be up this year? Is he going to be up? Is he going to get hurt again? He wasn't. He wasn't all that healthy in college. That was what people worried about when they drafted him one overall number one in 2018. And 16 is 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 a drop for him, Timmy. He was much higher than that and considered the best pitcher, what, in June of last year? He had obviously zipped past um, 
uh, far as Whitley, and uh, and then it just it's all come down to earth for him. Yeah, my question to you, Rich: If he would have finished strong last year, where would you have him ranked? I'd probably have him a little bit higher. Uh, I really would have. I mean, I, I, you know, the concern is health, Timmy. It is not about ability. It is not about Arsenal. It's not about any of that. It is about health. And, you know, I mean, I did draft him in the NFBC. I I don't know if that's going to be a wasted pick or not, because if he doesn't come back healthy, then, you know, it's probably is not going to be up. Yeah. Just to satisfy my curiosity, if you can, do you have him ranked higher or lower than Forrest Whitley. Aha! <laughs> I, I crushed Forrest Whitley, Timmy. So he okay. is, he is actually, he's actually higher in not just two or three spots higher. I crushed Forrest Whitley. I got so uh, many negative, you know, I send the list out, you know, as, as hmm. I'm, I'm working through, I get so many like bad vibes about Forrest Whitley, like guys thinking that, I heard from somebody who claimed that the um, that the uh, Houston Astros essentially changed his mechanics and had him pitching differently than he than he was, and it it, it really had not been told out anywhere that it was actually the Astros organization who wanted him to pitch differently, and that completely uh-huh. screwed him up. It had nothing to do with anything but that, and he could never get into a rhythm, and he was fighting with the uh, the pitching organizing, you know, the, you know, the, the pitching Coach. staff and, and it was really bad. And it's, he, and the guy said, you know, look, he's got a world of talent, but they need to let him go back to what he was doing before and stop trying to make him into Garrett Cole, Justin Verlander, Lance McCullers, let him be who he is, which I found to be a fascinating conversation. I just literally had this uh, conversation uh, yesterday. So, uh, so I included it in the notes. So I have to assume then that Forrest Whitley has now gone back to pitching the way he did. We don't know, Timmy. I mean, apparently in the Arizona Fall League, as I was told, because I had actually caught up with this guy at the Fall League and had a conversation. We didn't talk about Forrest Whitley. And he said he was pitching the exact same way in the Arizona Fall League and that they wanted him to basically change the way he approached batters and and basically changed the way he was throwing his fastball instead of using a two-seamer he wanted to go more with a four-seamer pitch up in the zone and given his plane and the guy was explained given his plane he should be pitching down in the zone which is what he's always always done and they wanted him to pitch up in the zone uh, to raise the eye level and he was just uncomfortable doing that and could never get it now I don't know Timmy now with Luno out and you know we don't know what's going to happen in that organization maybe Forrest Whitley is a benefactor of all of this don't know. Yeah, it sounds like the that sort of potential is there, Rich. Yeah, Intriguing. but if, if, if there's a lot of guys with story. We already know the Royce Lewis story, you know. So there's what's fascinating about these players are all uberly talented. I mean, like Forrest Whitley is an amazing athlete, an amazing talent. But you know, there's these things that could go one way or the other, and you really don't know how they're going to pan out. And that, that's what I find fascinating about following prospects, Timmy, because is, you know, what all of a sudden made Nelson Cruz, what it, what made him, what it made it click for him. They had the talent, but for years it just didn't come together. And all of a sudden it comes together. He becomes a, he becomes what a superstar player at that point. And, uh, 
you know, and Forrest Whitley could be the same way. Casey Mize, he could have health and become the guy we think he is, or he might have shoulder problems his entire career, never mount anything. Yeah, I know. It definitely is fascinating. And when does the, uh, you know, when does the, the players' thoughts on the process, when do they trump the organizations or do they trump the organization? And w- where is the balance in that system? You know, you take a look at a picture like Trevor Bauer, right? Mm-hmm. He always marched to the beat of a different drummer, and uh, it seems that he enjoyed his best success when he was pitching the way he believed he should be. You know, it's it gets very tricky, doesn't it, when you start looking at the organization, their philosophies, and the philosophies of the individual involved, Right. Team, I don't know this for a fact, but I would assume the best approach is some kind of collaboration where mm-hmm. the player is bringing something together and the, and the organization is bringing something to the table. Probably the way Trevor Bauer does it is not the right thing because he's probably very adverse to taking instruction from the organization. But how right. they treat it, Forrest Whitley, which is, no, this is, the, this is the way to do it. This is your best approach to getting mm-hmm. guys out and trying to put somebody into a box. That's probably the wrong approach as well. It's probably, here's how we would like you to pitch. And then let's take a look at it and modify the program based on your input and just based on your natural ability and try to find a happy medium. But you know, the Astros, which, you know, they're, you know, in that old regime, I mean, they were very much yeah. metric based, very much program based. And this is how you do it to become the most successful. And clearly, in Forrest Whitley's case, according to this guy who has a lot of inside information, um, you know, it, it wasn't working. And it said, yeah, it I was going to say, yeah, it, it didn't work. Right. <laughs> yeah. This isn't this isn't Bob, Timmy, who sits mm. in, you know, row mm. five, seat 32. Who's telling me this? This is somebody <laughs> who, who should know. So I uh, so I, I take his uh, advice fairly uh, closely. So but anyway, so number 16 is a lot more fun than uh, number 17, which is uh, Bobby Wood Jr. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely a lot more fun. We, we just spent 15 minutes proving that, didn't we? <laughs> yeah. Did we spend 15 minutes doing that? That's because I talk too much, Timmy, because I always have a lot to say about this kind of stuff. So, uh, well, why don't we take a quick break and we get back? Let's get started with second base. You ready? Hey, yep, I sure am. And we're we're gonna we're gonna start by not coming up short, Rich. <laughs> well what if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. 
So, Timmy, before we dive into this, uh, just start going player by player, which is always fun to do. There, By the way, everybody, they are out on prospect361.com. You go to the fantasy section, which is Tim's area, and you, you see the 2020 positional rankings, and you'll see catcher, first base, and second base are all listed there for you. I mean, Timmy, you've now done a number of mock drafts. First of all, in the mock drafts, are you getting people to participate, or are you, are you drafting by yourself? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't do one this week, Rich. Uh, I figured with being out of town and getting the rankings done for today, I passed on it. But definitely the interest is picking up. And okay. once football season has uh, reached its conclusion, which I believe is next weekend, uh, I'm expecting the interest to definitely rise. Uh, as, as crazy as it may seem, uh, a week and a couple days from now, just over a week from now, uh, is my first industry league uh, draft of the year, Labor. And I'm going to find out later today where my draft slot is. So oh, it's cool. Is it going to be on the air that you can tell us, or, or is it going to be afterwards? Uh, no, I'm going to do a, a live blog on the Facebook page, try and hang out there while I'm doing it. And it's going to be live. Uh, Sirius is broadcasting it. Okay. So it. Uh, it's going to be a fun gala gala sort of event. I'm just See, looking forward to it. You are famous, Timmy. You are famous. I prefer infamous. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> so anyway, so Timmy, you've you've done obviously you've done some mock drafts. You obviously have studied now second base. Give me your thoughts on just uh, the position itself. I mean, early, late, deep, shallow. You know, all those kind of things that we always talk about about a position. Yeah, I. Uh... I want to own one of the top 10, possibly two of the top 10 second basemen, Rich. Mm. Uh, you know, and if I'm looking at a situation where that doesn't occur, I'm going to be very selective in the process. Second base, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of really great talent, but there's also a lot of question marks. And one of the things that I think uh, people should be aware of is that uh, when you start looking at second base, uh, there's a lot of players uh, currently eligible to play at that position that aren't going to be there next year. You know, you're looking at Glaber Torres. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, uh, Max Muncy. Mm-hmm. Possibly Ktel Marte. Uh, we're going to see players that aren't going to be second base eligible next year. So long-term, I, despite the fact that we, that we have some young players coming into second base, um, I don't think it's going to get any better in next year, Rich. I really don't. I think it's going to be uh, a situation where you're going to want to grab one of those top second basemen and look at shortstop as your middle infield option, unless you want to try and play games in short second base, which so, I've been known to do. So I, I'm with. I was with you on the. You want to grab one, one of the top ten guys. Totally got that. Why in the heck would you want to have two of the top ten guys when your middle infielder probably should come from the deeper position, which is shortstop? Uh, because I would love to force somebody into owning, uh Roughnet Odor, <laughs> Michael Chavez. Uh, oh, so you're going to shorten the position up then to, to uh, play, uh, wreak havoc on the rest of the draft for the other guys. Uh, yeah, I, I liken it to sort of controlling the draft. If I can, it, I'm always I'm always looking at ways to try and improve my overall situation. And if I believe drop drafting two top uh, second base types when the position is relatively short, ah. Uh, I'm not immune to playing that game, Rich. 
Okay, that, that's that's yes. fair. I mean, I, I always find that I, I don't know if I'm good enough to do that, Timmy, because I I just think it, there's so much going on in the draft to try to sit there and you know kind of mess somebody else up, and I'm I'm just trying to survive in my own draft and get my own team right. Yeah, when it's a slow draft, I have a little bit more time, but if I can, forty five seconds, sixty seconds, and even ninety seconds on the clock, boy, it's hard to think through all of that. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh... I've been doing it a long time, and well, so have I. I. So what you're saying is you're smarter than me. That's what you're saying. Uh, no, I practice more. Rich. That? <laughs> okay, that's true. That's true. Okay, Timmy. So let's let's get off with these guys. I think that's really good advice because I totally on with you. You got to get one of the, the first guys because it, it gets shallow in a hurry. Totally with you on that. First five guys, Timmy Jose Altuve. The, the 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 Altuve family thanks you, Timmy. They are probably going to be sending you a little small token of their appreciation. So, for ranking, I was with... hoping a big a big token, Rich, but <laughs> I'll take small small. <laughs> small token. Think of uh, think of cookies, Tim. <laughs> oh, uh, cookies are never crummy, Rich. Never. Ah, very well played. Jose Altuve one, Glaber Torres two, Jonathan VR three, Ozzy Albies four, Keston Hura five. The only thing I find interesting about it, it, it's pretty much chalk with what the NFPC is is currently drafting in their ADPs, except with you've got Jose Altuve first. They have Glaber Torres first. But about three weeks ago, Timmy, at least when I was doing my draft, it, uh, Jose Altuve was number one. So clearly, just get your reaction so far. It's clearly the the incident that's happened out in Houston has people who are drafting a little skittish on at least Jose Altuve and maybe thinking he is going to be affected or his performance might be affected by this. What do you think of that? Well, I'm taking, I'm taking the opposite approach to that, Rich. Uh, it is definitely happening. Okay. I've seen Bregman falling Altuve. Uh, and my reaction is that this is, a knee-jerk reaction to what happened in Houston as far as the, the cheating scandal, okay? And as much as I, I – hey, I, 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 hey, they cheated. They paid a penalty. They got caught. Uh, that's not turning me off any of the Houston players or their skill sets or their, or their abilities moving forward. And you know what? If people choose to take that approach and avoid these players – I'm I'm looking at it as a potential buying situation. I, I think those players have a lot to prove. And I think they're going to do their darndest year, this year to prove that, you know, they are who they are. The cheating did not make any difference to the skills. I think that I think they're go, I think Houston could have a very good year this year. Just trying to prove every, to everybody that they were wrong in their assessment that Houston didn't deserve that World Series or that they don't have the skills or talent. Uh, I think they do, and I'm going to seize upon it as a, as a buying situation. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I, you know, I've been on my soapbox. I, I think it's going to be a difficult year for the Astros just because of, of just the media scrutiny, particularly early on. But I, if, if I were a betting person, Timmy, and we don't know, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I would think guys like Altuve, Bregman, Springer, the veterans aren't going to be as affected as guys like Jordan Alvarez. He's the one I worry about. 23 years old, you know, I mean, what what does this all mean for him? And will he be a little little gun shy, a little skittish when he gets going? And, you know, already in a second year. And, you know, there's always 
adjustment periods that has to be made. And, and we know that A.J. Hinch was a huge supporter of Jordan Alvarez. I mean, if you ever listen to interviews, it was almost every interview he was talking about Alvarez and how impressed he was. And there's a lot of encouragement going on. What if the next guy isn't isn't as encouraging as, as um, A.J. Hinch was? And that's the thing that bothers me a little bit. Yeah, and uh, I... I, I I think it's a, a concern, but at the same point in time, uh, Jordan Alvarez has been booed before. Apparently, last night I think he I was reading somewhere he accepted his Rookie of the Year award, and people were banging on the tables. Oh. Okay, uh, you know I all of these players are professionals. Okay, they they've been booed before, they've been razzed before, they've had people. St- well, since they were Altuve and Bregman have. I mean, Alvarez has only yes. been in the league for. 70 games I mean, i'm sure he's been booed a little bit but i mean they're booing the big guys they're going who's this guy or alvarez until maybe september when everybody knew who he was are you, are you gonna you know I, I guess my argument there would be uh, what hurts more when you're a 12 year old being booed or a 23 year old you know what i mean and he's experienced he's experienced the, the crowd and the fans and the fan reaction since he was a kid mm-hmm. so uh, i'm not all that concerned about uh I, I actually think it might be more of a distraction to the home club when Houston's on the road. Yeah, it could be. You know, it, yeah, yeah I mean, you, bring, you bring up a point. I would have said, by the way, to answer that question, I would have said a twelve-year-old. But I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, but Alvarez looks Literally. like he's Alvarez looks like he's emotionless. So I'm not sure yeah. he'll be faced by anything. So I could be yeah. wrong there because that guy looks like you know, nothing phases this dude. I mean, he's just like yeah. you know, he's just out there. Yeah, you know, you you look at little league games; they're brutal. They really are, much the same as minor, you know, minor hockey. And yeah, parents parents are pretty cruel at that age uh, group, unfortunately, Rich. So my, my guess would be the the effect on uh, a booing crowd would have more effect on a twelve, thirteen year old than it ever would on a pro who's yeah. at the big league level at twenty two, twenty three. They've lived it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just. Hey, more noise, less noise, you know. Yeah, you could be right there, Timmy. So, so okay, that's enough about Jose Altuve. I, I, I think yeah. it's going to be a good year for him. I, I'm actually fairly bullish on him. Uh, Glaber Torres, Tim, I mean, look, uh, it was a breakout year, there's no question, but how many home runs did he hit against the Orioles? Uh, one or two, I think. <laughs> he hit a lot. So, I mean, yes. is is there... I mean, do we see another step up? Do we see, a, you know, just a kind of if he does just what he did last year, then he's going to return his value. But or do we see something better or something worse? What do you think? I'm thinking marginally better. Uh, they're still playing the Orioles the same amount of time. So with the practice he had last year, <laughs> he could hit double the home runs in Baltimore, right? Yeah, there's not a lot of speed there, Timmy. So I know you're a speed whore. Yeah, I am. But... Uh, Torres, you know, he's got two seasons under his belt, and he's 23. Mm-hmm. Looking at the production uh, early in his career, the, there was no sophomore slump. Uh, I think Glaber Torres is going to be a star, and a star for a long time. Uh, unfortunately, you're right, there is no speed there, but I don't think that lack of speed will deter people from looking at him as a top-five shortstop for possibly the next Seven, eight years, maybe? 
I have a tendency Walker to agree possibly. with you, Timmy. I have a tendency to agree with you. Plus, he plays in a great ballpark. He plays yeah, plays for a good team. I mean, it's yeah. It, there's it's all sitting there for him to be a superstar. I mean, it's it's going to be impressive. Jonathan VR, Timmy, good season last year with the Orioles. Now in Miami, bad ballpark. What what do we think going on there? Well, it, it's a. It's not, hey, it's not Baltimore, but at the same point in time, they're moving the fences in a little bit. Mm-hmm. And even though we might see a drop in the power numbers, I don't think it would be any drop in the stolen bases. Yeah, you know, he's going to get on base and he's going to run. And that's the key to his game. Even if his uh, power numbers drop down into the 15-18 range, you, you know, you throw that in with 40 stolen bases, you got a pretty valuable player. You say in Keston here, a 30-15 type season could be right around the corner for this budding star. Yes, I strongly believe that. I, I like here a lot. And for the next, uh, I'll say, two to five years, I think he's going to deliver double-digit stolen bases. Maybe later in his career, not so much. But I think for now, we're going to see that uh, that type of speed. And uh, quite possibly my favorite of the top five is the guy at number four and I I strongly believe that if anybody can step it up and move into that number one slot uh, heading into 2021 it could very well be Ozzy Albies Rich it it could be Timmy it's a guy that doesn't have a ton of power but he seems to be able to pick his spots and uh, I mean it's now two years of 24 home run pop Timmy that's that's pretty darn good but quite frankly if Keston Hira does 30-15 and he hits the way he can hit, that's your number one guy. Yeah, he could very well be. I, I'm just a little more bullish on Albies because I, I, I don't think we've seen the peak of his running abilities. Okay, I, I think we could see 24, 25 home runs, 25 stolen bases. And well, he's he's kid- fast, Timmy. I don't know why he has... When he, became a, when he became a major leaguer, why he decided not to be the kind of stolen base guy he was in the minor leagues. Well, yeah, I think that potential is there. And you combine it with the power, like back-to-back 24 home run seasons, you know, back-to-back 100 run scored seasons, 14 and 15 stolen bases. He improved his walk rate uh, last year. Ozzy Albies is, is, as far as I'm concerned uh, – a seriously undervalued player and possibly it's because the guy hitting ahead of him in that lineup is such a star you know what i mean i think that detracts a little bit about uh, from who ozzy albies in fact is i i absolutely think you're right about uh when you're the second banana you know he is the second banana to ronald acuna and should be right and ronald acuna is a chance to be a transformational star the same thing was true about bo bichette timmy everybody was all in love with vlad jr yep and rightly so a wonderful player and it was like bo bichette just kind of snuck in and like damn he's good and the same thing's going to happen in and and um los angeles when joe adele comes up there's this kid named brandon marsh who's actually pretty good too and everybody's going to forget about him, and he's going to sneak in and be really good himself. So it's it's curious, you know, the guy who plays the second fiddle, the little brother, if you will, Timmy, sometimes can sneak in and really perform well because the spotlight isn't all on them. Well, no, uh, some of the pressure is definitely off. There's no doubt about it. I, I'm still willing to bet. I think I mentioned it on uh, past by. I'm willing to bet that uh, Bichette earns more than uh, Vlad Jr. does this year. I... 
I think Vlad Jr. is going to be a beast this year, but Bobuchet's really good. And the speed that he can provide, I think, is the differentiator there. And look, Vlad Jr. is close to an 80-grade hitter that you're going to find. A guy who's just a natural-born hitter. But Bobuchet's not that far behind. Well, no, he was he, he graded out at 70, didn't he, on the he old did. scale? Uh, he did. Yeah. That's what I had him at. So, yeah, so we're talking a potential 300. And once you're hitting 300, I mean, is 320 really that much better than 310 if it's going to come with you know, 20 stolen bases? Yeah, I'll take the, I'll take the slightly lower batting average. So it's, it's going to be well, – he's going to be an impressive player. And the price to attain both of those players is a factor as well. Yeah. You know, you're going to get you're going to get Bichette probably in the fifth round. Okay, you're not going to see Vlad Guerrero anywhere near the fifth round. He'll be off the board in the third round somewhere. I got him drafts. in the fourth, Tim. I got him in the fourth round. So okay. I, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I look. I'm buying into the pictures. I, I'll be honest with you, Tim. I am buying into <laughs> the pictures. Uh-huh. I I kind of when I saw him at the Arizona Fall League, and I went, whoa. Like that's a big butt right there, you know. I'm I'm a little yeah. worried. And then I saw the pictures to him, and he went, "That's the guy I want. That's the guy I mm-hmm. want to see out on the field." And Timmy, I've said it time and time again. I'm big on body issues, man. I, I just don't believe that Prince Fielder type bodies work long term. And Vlad Jr. getting in shape is the best news for his owners. Oh, it definitely. Uh, and if at some point in time, Rich, you want an autographed picture of Ricky Weeks, I'll see what I can come up with for you. <laughs> That's right. Okay. That was that was my first uh, for long time listeners. That was my first big butt comment. Actually, it was Mike Mustakis as well. I never forget we were watching a game at spring training, and Mike Mustakis came up. And Lori's in the stands with it. This guy's really good watching me. He goes, so he, goes, he looks kind of dumpy. <laughs> it's just like, and I looked dumpy, and I went, yeah, yeah he kind of does. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, his shirt tail was a little out, you know, and he's a big, large, wide. Yeah. like, eh, okay. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, Kathy, Kathy went through the same thing. I can't remember who it was, but Kathy went through the same thing. And she, she looked at me and she said, like, don't they have somebody that, like, fits them with uniforms better? Yeah, right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Timmy, let, let's uh, – I don't know where we are in this. So let's say uh, number six is Whit Merrifield. Seven is DJ LeMahieu. Eight, Max Muncy. Nine is Jeff McNeil. And finally, something different than where the NFC is, Cattell Marte, you have a 10. But the NFBC, the guys drafted in the NBC, love Cattell Marte. Timmy, they have bought in on this 2019 season. They are taking him as the sixth second baseman off the board. Yeah, you know, when, when I start looking at 6 through 10, there is really not a whole lot to pick and choose from in that group. The only – my my criteria in moving Marte down a little bit is the fact that we've seen Whit Merrifield produce uh, to his level now for, what, two, three years. DJ LeMayhew, the same thing. Max Muncy, back-to-back 35 home run seasons. Jeff McNeil, the, you know, the hit tool is is great. And we've seen both power and some speed from McNeil. So uh, I basically just looked at those five, and, and my assessment is they're all very, very close. But when in doubt, I will take somebody with a little bit more of a proven history. And when I look at Merrifield, LeMay, Muncy, and McNeil, they have that over Ktel Marte. It doesn't mean Marte is a is a bad pick per se, but uh, if I'm looking at uh, a safe type pick, 
Uh, I'll go with the other four before Marte. Uh, Timmy, I struggle with, you know, you want all players to get better and you want to see them take that next step up. But when you see Catal Marte was a nice player before last year. Nobody in their right mind ever, ever predicted, ever even thought he would do what he did last year. That's where I give pause to it. I'm like, I, I just, I can't believe, I can't believe that, that he is as good as he was last year. And I need to see it another year. I, I'm not touching him as the sixth second baseman off the board. Just not doing it. No, I, I'm not either. And, you know, when you look at Marte, okay, if, if hey, for comparison purposes, let's look at Marte and maybe Eduardo Escobar at the same time, okay? Now, Marte's 26 years old, okay? Uh, in roughly the same number of at-bats, he increased his hit total from 187 to 135. That's a huge increase. But as a 26-year-old, I have an easier time believing in Ktel Marte than I do a 30-year-old player in Edward Eduardo Escobar mm-hmm. making that same leap, okay? Uh, you know, like I said, I, I it's not that I don't believe in McNeil, uh, not McNeil, but Marte, but he's at the right age where progression seems to, you know, he's at an age where pro- progression can occur. It obviously did with Escobar as well, but as a 30-year-old, that causes me even more grief, if that's the right word, you know, I'm, I'm willing to doubt in whether or not we'll see a duplication of what he did last year. Is Jeff McNeil, Timmy, always a guy that could hit, was always kind of an empty, you know, it was it was an empty batting average because there wasn't a lot of power, there wasn't a lot of speed. You say in the, in the, in the little write-up, you said with, mm. with a little bit more power and a little bit more speed, he becomes very interesting. Is he a product of the juiced up ball and does that worry you a little bit that maybe he goes back to hitting six home runs a year uh no i i'm not mcneil upped upped his game big time last year i think he was what mid-20s and home runs somewhere in mm-hmm. you know the next step for him is if he can boost that that power speed into the uh 30 home run range now, now you're talking. Now you're talking about a player who's not just a very good player. You're talking about a player that potentially could be elite because the hit tool is incredibly strong. Yeah, you know he, he's gonna he's gonna hit he's gonna hit for average. He's gonna get on base. Uh, he's a very very good player. And you know, hey, hey, twenty five home runs in in that park, that team. Uh, if he can move it to 30, he could move up that list very easily. Right? I, I'll I, be like, shocked. Like I'll be shocked if that happens to me. I, I will, I'll do a stake in liquor that he won't increase it, but you probably won't either. But I, I just don't believe that there is more in the power department than what he did last year. I, I have to believe that's an outlier. That's a, that's a cap on his power. Yeah. He had 23 home runs, you know, st- stole five bases. Yeah, if he can move that to 26, 27, stolen bases to 8 to 10, yeah, he's going to take another leap up. But again, what you're, what you're buying from Jeff McNeil is that batting average in the OBP. I, 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 he doesn't hit 20 home runs next year, Tim. Uh, I'll take the over. I, okay. 20 and under for Wilson, 21 and over for McLeod. Is that, is that what we got? That sounds sounds like we got medium rare cooking on the grill, Rich. Okay. 
Somebody actually tried to trade me, uh, give me Jeff McNeil for somebody. I almost took it because it, it was for somebody who was really good. Might have been trying to get Wander Franco from me, which I ultimately decided not to do. I think Jeff right. McNeil was in that deal, which I actually kind of liked. They would have made my team a little bit better. But uh, mm-hmm. now I can't take him because <laughs> I'll be voting. I'll be rooting against myself, and I don't like to do that. So, uh, no, that's a good plan, Rich. That's yeah. a solid yes. Uh, going at number 11 through 15, Tim, you got Mike Moustakis. At 11, uh, Eduardo Escobar at 12. I'm really happy with your ranking of Kevin Newman. You got him at 13. The NFC is at 18. I love your aggressive ranking there. Kevin Bijou at 14. And Brandon Lau. And you love Brandon Lau, Timmy. He's at 15. And he is going in F- NFC drafts at number 19. Give me your thoughts on Kevin Newman. Uh, there's not much I didn't like last year, Rich. You know, uh, I, I think what we have is we have a 15 home run, 25 stolen base type player. And uh, if he posts those numbers, uh, I think at 13, uh, you don't have to to reach to grab him at 13. I think that's where he'll eventually rank. But I think if you can get him anywhere in the mid-team rounds, I, I like it. And I like it a lot. I agree with you, Timmy. I, you know, he's he's you know, you talk about wanting a top 10 guy. If that all slips through, uh, I would be very happy with Kevin um, Kevin Newman because I think he's still shortstop eligible. Uh, yes, he is. He's got the middle infield covered off for you. Uh, I have no problems looking at Kevin Newman as uh, as my principal uh, shortstop second baseman, Rich. He is... Uh, uh, he's definitely on my radar this year in a big and, way. And there's... I mean, we just talked about Jeff Pink. Jeff McNeil, there's a little bit of Kevin Newman and Jeff McNeil, or vice versa. I mean, both have really solid hit tools, should be able to post a very high average. Uh, and I think there's always been questions about their power, and, and but Newman can run a little bit more. So that's why I like Newman more than McNeil. Yeah, I... Uh... I'm bullish, but I, I'm, I'm not Jeff McNeil bullish yet. I, I, want, I want to see another full season. But, you know, I, when we get to the stage where we talk about uh, players that could potentially end up in the top ten, yeah, he's going to make the list, Rich. I will do a stake and liquor bet on just about anybody. I'll do a stake and liquor bet that Gavin Lux has a better season than uh, Jeff McNeil. Now, I want to do another Jeff McNeil. Give me a – we'll wait till we get to Gavin Lux. I want you to mm-hmm. – Tell me uh, a guy that we do a steak and liquor bet that I think Gavin Lux has a better season than. So you be thinking about that, Timmy. Caven, Caven, Caven Biggio, Caven Biggio. Timmy, I've been low man on Caven Biggio. I've been absolutely wrong. Well, you, you know what? There is there is going to be a price to be paid with Kevin Biggio, and that's the batting average. But I don't think it's going to be a rookie O'Dewer type batting average. And if by chance you happen to be playing in an OBP league, that changes the rules rather significantly. Uh, I, agree. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I think with BGO, uh, you're going to be looking at a 2020 player, possibly 25-25 type player. Uh, if you can take the hit in a batting average league, he's accountable. Yeah, I, I, I'm just not buying it. Brandon Lau, Timmy, um, why is he going for – why are people a little uh, – draft him a little later in NFBC leagues than you are willing to take him? Well, because they took a, a lot of – I think the fact that uh, he didn't play a lot in the second half uh, 
And you look at his stats, his driving his value down. I'm looking at the Brandon Lau we saw in the first half and thinking we're going to see more of the same in 2020. And I think the fact that he finished poorly because of the injuries is driving his value down. I don't think, in fact, that that's going to be the case. Yeah. Uh, 16 through 20, Timmy, you have Ryan McMahon. Then 17, it's Gavin Lux, Tommy Edmond. At 18, the aforementioned Rogi Odor. At 19, Michael Chavis, which I think is a very generous ranking from you, Timmy, coming in at number 20. Gavin Lux, Timmy. I I, I think this guy, when you see my prospect rankings come out, I think this guy is going to be a star. Why do you have him so low when second base is so, um, so shallow? Well... He doesn't have the job guaranteed, does he? No. Well, here's here's your steak and liquor bet, Rich. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll take I'll take your favorite player, Kevin Biggio. Okay. And, <laughs> you're, this is this is wrong, Timmy, because you're going on my emotion. So just so you know, I, well, I'm going to I'm immediately going to take it. I'm immediately going to take. I'm going to be suckered into this one. This is going to be this is going to be Raphael Devers all over again. <laughs> all over again. Uh, but come on, Rich. You look at the list there. Who am I going to pick? Right? Yeah, it's a fair if point. The shoe, on, if the shoe was on the other fit. But I, I I know exactly where you'd go, so I'll I'll give you a Lux and I'll take Bijou. Okay, you'll take Bijou. So so is it is it baseball? Age? It would, uh, let's we'll, we'll, don't we'll leave, rally. Yeah, we'll leave it up to Justin because I don't think he was able able to do baseball HQ values. He did something else. So whatever yeah. comparison thing he does, we don't want to do war, but something else. That yeah. uh, that does it. We'll let him figure out how do how do we determine who ends up the better player. So maybe yeah. CBS rankings or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I just have some concerns that maybe Gavin Lux, okay, doesn't get in 500 at bats this year. Okay, and if he gets in 300 at bats, like I think Gavin Lux is going to be a very very good player. I'm just not totally convinced right now. We're going to see a full season worth of at bats. So let, let, let's 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 map this out, right? So Justin okay. Turner, I'm assuming, going to play third. Ah, uh, yes. Corey Seager, I'm assuming, going to play short. Uh huh. Second base, Timmy. Is it Max Muncy at first, or is he at second? Is Cody Bellinger splitting time between first and the outfield? That's where Gavin Lux can play. Is at second base if Mac, Max Muncy's playing eighty percent of the time at first. That's correct, but Enrique, Enrique Hernandez isn't a bad player either. Yeah, he's, he's a fine utility guy. I cannot right. believe the Dodgers would put uh, Enrique Hernandez in the path of Gavin Lux when you know they, they've been offered everybody mm-hmm. from um, Mookie Betts to um, – uh, oh, you know the the guy in Cleveland, like uh, the, 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 the Jose uh, Jose Ramirez, Francisco Her, Lindor, Peck yeah, one, yeah, Lindor, yeah, for and Gavin Lux, and they've said no. And so and you're going to yeah. put Enrique Hernandez in his way. So I, I that's the that's the combination that's got to work. And I think they, I just think the Dodgers have a history of playing their young guys. Yeah, they do. But Gavin Lux is yeah. Well, he just turned 22. He's young, Rich. The Dodgers want to want to win. You know, Max Muncy is going to play some at second base. There's no doubt in my mind. 
Okay. How much will depend, I think, on how well Gavin Lux, in fact, does. But again, you know, hey, they got, hey, they got Enrique Hernandez, they got Chris Taylor, they got lots of options. If Lux goes uh, two, two for 20 in his first week, mm-hmm. if he's five for 40 at the end of two weeks, you know, maybe they will determine that he's not quite ready. I, I, I think it's got to be something like 10 for 130. I, I think he's going to, okay. they're not going to pull, they're not going to, they're going to do a Bregman. They're going to be uh, patient with the guy. I, I think that guy's got a world of talent. He destroyed the minor leagues last year, every level. Uh, he's gotten better every year that he's played. He's got a plus hit tool. He's got power. He's got speed. And the Dodgers love this guy, Timmy. They like, they like him more than Corey Seager. Um, they don't like him as much as uh, Cody Bellinger. I mean, I know for a fact that they think the world of this kid, and uh, I just think they're going to give him a chance. That's my opinion. Yeah, so. yeah no, and that's, hey, that's a perfectly valid opinion, uh, and which he, is why which is why I'm picking Kevin Biggio. Yeah, and if he right? can't outplay Kevin Biggio, Timmy, I deserve to lose that. That's the way I look at it. <laughs> And no, I will tell I, you, I, if it's, again, if it's, I, I like Gavin Lux a lot, and I think he 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 could very well post uh, a year very very uh, much akin to what Keston Hura can. I just have I just have some doubts, and I'm playing a little bit cautious, Rich. And I'm going to give you this, Tim, because I'm not even going to take this side of the bet. So this is a freebie for you. This is how confident okay. I am. Okay. If, if, and, and so, Justin, you got to get this down. If Kate, if if uh, Ga- Gavin Lux gets 500 or more at bats, and Caven Biggio still out earns him, you get an extra point, Timmy. Oh, I'll <laughs> you take don't it. To, you don't even it's have to do freebie. anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't get any freebies in life. So it is, I, I'm this all is all a freebie, one, Timmy, because there's no reciprocal on this. This is a. This is a. Uh, I don't know. Whatever. But uh, that I. Because then I would just like I'd give up, Timmy. It would be time to turn in my fantasy baseball card. Yes, the next time I ask you what you're drinking in the show, it'll be uh, cheap bourbon, right? Exactly, Timmy, exactly. Um, Ryan McMahon, Tim, uh, it's interesting because uh, Gavin, Garrett Hampson, actually Garrett Hampson is going 16th in the NFBC, and Ryan McMahon is going 17th. Explain that to me. Ah, the lure of bright, shiny baubles and the fact that we never learn our lessons from one year to the next. How does that sound, Rich? Look, I I like Garrett Hampson a lot, Timmy. Um, So do I. I I love the kid. Yeah, he had three three good weeks, right? Mm -hmm. It was right at the end of the season. Yeah, you know, hey, my comments uh, on Hampson say it all. Repeat after me. All he needs is the opportunity. All he needs is the opportunity. Will the Rockies grant us this request? I don't know if they will. I I think uh, I think Ryan McMahon has a job at second base sewn up. Uh, You know, he played well enough last year that uh, I think I think we can expect uh, another season, much like we saw last year. You know, yeah. 2590s, not out of the question. Hampson, I don't think, has taken that job away. So where is Hampson going to play? Yeah. You know, in the outfield. You got Hilliard sitting in the outfield and Dahl and Blackman and on and on and on. I'm just very, very concerned that, again, a lot of people are ignoring the fact that Hampson might not have a job, right? 
Yeah, it's tough for me, Timmy. And as much as I like Hampson to take him over Ryan McMahon. Now, McMahon could get hurt and Hampson could take it, and that's the end of Ryan McMahon. I mean, that could definitely happen. But going into the season, as we're sitting here on the 26th of January, to sit there and say that Hampson should be going ahead of McMahon, I, I really struggle with that. I'm with you on that. Yeah, I think one has a job and the other doesn't. Uh, it is sort of interesting as I, as I look at the uh, the chart in front of me. You know what I forgot to do? I forgot to, to take all my X's off. Okay, thank you, Timmy. I, I did that for you. I was going oh, to ask you, what, what does the X mean? I was going to ask you that because I couldn't figure out a pattern. It was just random X's. Well, what I do is I go through and I scour two different sites, okay? Uh-huh. Uh, listing players and then ranking them, okay? And then what I do is I go to the NFC site and I just do a cross-reference to make sure I haven't missed anybody. And what I do is I put a little X every time somebody's name comes up on my third check to make sure that I've included them. See, folks, this is what I have to deal with with Tim. <laughs> it's just the mind of Tim McLeod is just remarkable. I mean, <laughs> I saw the X. I'm like, what is that? And then I thought, because I clean it all up and write a bunch of algorithms that just strip everything out. And I look <laughs> back to my algorithm, make sure I didn't put an extra X in there. I go, nope, that wasn't me. <laughs> so yeah. I'm like, all right, let me get rid of them. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, when you get into players like uh, uh, Sogard and, you know, some of the fringier types at any position, it's easy enough to miss some of those guys. Some of them should be missed. Some of them shouldn't be. So, again, it's just the third step I put in there as a cross-check. This is, why, this is why you majored in accounting, Timmy. Now it all makes sense. <laughs> okay. You, you can tell why I failed at HR, right? <laughs> exactly. Oh, Timmy, that's very great. So, all right, so let's let's uh, go uh, – Michael Chavis, Timmy. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't even know if he's going to play. Yeah, I sort of like my comments. I, I ranked uh, Chavis and I rise from Minnesota side by each, and my comments were the power is nothing short of amazing. The million-dollar question is will a hit tool catch up? And for a rise, the hit tool is nothing short of amazing. The million-dollar question is will the power game catch up? I I like Chavis. I, I, I think he's going to play full-time at first base, and I think the potential is there for 30 home runs. Now, hey – uh, it's going to come with a batting average that you're not going to be overly enthralled with, but I think the power is very real. Yeah, the power is definitely real, but the the, the swing and miss is also very real. Timmy, let's yeah. do your 21 to 30, and you tell me who you like to talk about. Luis Arias mm-hmm. at uh, 21, as you say, can really hit. Freddie Galvis, you like you some Freddie Galvis. He's at 22. He's he's all but forgotten in the NFC at 35. Colton Wong at 23, Jerks and Profar, your buddy Jerks and Profar, David Fletcher at 25, Starling Castro at 26, remember him? 27, Garrett Hampson, we've already talked about. Ison Diaz at 29, pretty bullish on him. The NFPC has him going at 47. Louis Urias at uh, 29, and Mauricio Dubon at mm-hmm. number 30, Timmy. Tell me why you like Jerks and Profar so more, because he was the number one prospect, is that why? I'm stubborn, Rich. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I looked at 2018, and it looked so good. It looked like things were trending in the right direction. 
2019 was not a good year in Oakland. Yeah, hey, a 218 Babbitt helps explain some of it, but I think we're at the stage with Profar where it's it's time to either deliver or he's going to end up in Korea, Japan, or in a part-time role somewhere. Mm-hmm. And I still believe that there, you know, Jerks and Profar has skills. And I think we're going to see some of those skills on display this year in San Diego. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just, just not willing to give up on jer- Jerks and Profar yet. It's an, 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 I, I, I get it, Timmy, by the way. I, mm-hmm. I get it. I mean, the, the talent is there. It's just, I mean, one year he plays really well, and the next year the Babbitt corrects, and it's not good. But Colton Wong, similar kind of guy where – Remember when he first came up? I mean, everybody was all a, all of all of Twitter about him, not the Twitter, but you know what I mean. He was everybody was all excited. Yeah. He's never really been able to repeat those early years in his career. Well, last year, last year he did, but it was also the first time since 2015 he managed to stay healthy and get in 400 plus at bats. The problem with Colton Wong is he's just never been able to stay healthy basically you know what i mean and get in the at-bats last year he did you know you could uh, you could look at colton wong and and argue for a higher placing i just have trouble based on what we've seen oh i I definitely do too i mean you you do have him three down from what the nfpc has but it's not that significant after all he's being drafted as a middle infielder or just bench strength but i just was curious i mean just like what I never thought he was all that good, so maybe I'm not all that surprised. But he's he's a fine player. He's a soft, regular, a second division starter. Whatever words, yep. phrases that you want to use, he's okay. He's not great. Yeah, uh, the problem is uh, if you have to rely on him as your primary option, mm-hmm. then there's a problem. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, hey, he could he could come out and steal 25 bases this year and be a real asset. But I just. I have to downshift a bit based on his history. Ice and Diaz must be one of your sleepers, Tim. Well, yeah, I, I like Diaz. Uh, you know, he, he struggled last year in his first edition, but, man, he was 2670 at AAA last year. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, the Marlins are going to give him every opportunity to, to own second base. And I just think he's a little bit off the radar. Uh, you know, he, he's a young kid uh, that I think has some upside potential. And when I look at, you know, you know, the NF, NFBC uh, has him going at 47, which puts him behind the likes of Cesar Hernandez, Jonathan Scope, Shed Long, David Bote. You know, I, I just see more potential in that uh in Diaz, and I've ranked him accordingly. Uh, yeah, I, I I think he has a potential to be a solid second baseman in Miami, and they're going to give him the opportunity to do it. I'm going to give you four or five names, Timmy, just give me mm-hmm. your thoughts on them. These are guys later, uh, which I find interesting. Nick Madrigal, you've got going at 34. The NFC is at 25. So you're a little bit down on him. Does he get any, excuse me, does he get any playing time? I think he does, but again, the problem with Madrigal is, uh, and you know, hey, I've got uh, D. Gordon ranked three spots below him, and he, well, I have him ranked at 37, 13 spots below the NFBC. My problem with Madrigal and D. Gordon is that we're not going to see any power from him. So that automatically causes me to downshift on both those players because I don't want rabbits on my team this year, Rich. 
you know, I I, I want players. Well, I don't that are think I actually. Bases. I don't mean to 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 even double down on what you just said, but mm. D Gordon's a rabbit. There's no question, though. The power, the right. speed was down last year. Might have been injury related, but mm-hmm. look. Madrigal has good speed. He is far from a burner, Timmy. He's, I would call him above average, maybe plus speed. But this is not this is not Nick Gordon in terms of the uh, guy who can seal fifty bases. It's not going to happen. Now, he's going to make contact at every time he goes up to the plate. That's what he. That's his skill set is making contact. Good mm-hmm. wheels, but not a not a forty fifty plus stolen base guy. Maybe a twenty five stolen base guy. Right. Over under of three on his home runs if he gets in 500 bats, Rich. Well, I mean, history has to say it's got to be under. I mean, it's, it's got to. <laughs> I mean, I mean, he, I mean, if it's the juice ball, Timmy, and I mean, with that many bats, it could be three or four. It's not going to be much more than that. Well, and that that's to me the problem, Rich. You know, even with the great hit tool of Madrigal, which is why I have him ranked higher than D. Gordon is because of the hit tool. Uh it's a problem because it's a, a very what, in his case, it'll be what a two-dimensional game, mm-hmm. maybe three. It, but, and but, but I, to, to his defense, Timmy, it's the it's the harder to get skills that you want in a rotisserie league because he's going to help you in batting average or on base percentage, right. not as much in on base percentage as, as in a batting average league. He's going to help you in stolen base. He's going to help you in runs because he's probably going to hit at the top of the lineup. Um, and I think he's a better fit in a dynasty league where you can actually build a team that has him as a piece as opposed to a redraft league, Timmy, where you're trying to figure out, all right, I've got all this power, now let me bring in a speed guy or a batting average guy. That That's harder to do. Yeah, how many Joey Gallows do you need to make Nick, Nick Madrigal work in a, in a redraft? <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a really good point. So let, let's actually think through that. So Nick, so Joey Gallo is 40 home runs uh, yep. and a 200 batting average. And Nick Madrigal mm-hmm. is a 300 batting average and no home runs and uh, let's call it 25 stolen bases. So together, you get an average of 20 home runs, you get an average of 12 and a half stolen bases, you get a 250 batting average. Is that, a, is that worth it? Uh, that's why you draft Caven K- Bijou, Rich. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a, you know, it's, <laughs> it's interesting. That's even worse than you. Th- well, you had Caven Bijou. What did you say? Thirty thirty for Caven Bijou. I can't remember based on our bet. Uh, on our bet, I think it was ten ten. Wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, um, let me get a couple. Twenty five, I think. Decorn was another guy who was going to comment on. Um, what happened to Jose Peraza? Uh, good question. Uh, definitely, uh, it looks like he has the second base job to start the season in Boston. Uh, an intriguing bench type pick for me, Rich. I think it's intriguing as well, Tim, because I mean, can can a guy fall off that much in one year? Uh, proof's in the pudding. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you can. <laughs> uh, thank you very much for that. So I, I find it hard to believe I stepped into that one. I find it hard to believe that a guy can drop off that much. Yeah, I I have some problems with it as well, which is why I have him ranked above one of your favorites, Asdrubal Cabrera, <laughs> right. and, and and Howie Kendrick. And uh, you know we can talk about them in a second, but again, uh, Perez intrigues me. I think he's going to be a guy that has the potential to return solid value. The potential is there that you can pick up and stash on your bench 
or possibly look at him early on the, in the season in a waiver wire sort of uh, role. Uh, if he gets off to a half-decent start, uh, he'll be in one of my initial waiver wire uh, articles, Rich. Guaranteed. What happened to your love for Nicky Lopez? Who? <laughs> okay, enough said. Um, <laughs> uh, me... Yeah, no, uh, I came to the conclusion that I was wrong. Uh, <laughs> He's your Charlie Tilson of the uh, middle yeah. infield. <laughs> Got to have one in every position. Exactly. N- Nikki, you're it. Uh, no, you know what? Until we see something, either power or speed from Lopez – He's waiver wire material. That's exactly yeah. what he is. And we didn't see anything last year. Hey, maybe we'll see an uptick this year. Who knows? But until we get to that stage, uh, he's not a player I'm speculating on. No, not at are, all. Are Jason Kipnis at 56 and Brian Dozier at 59, are they really not going to play this year, Timmy? Because they're still free agents. Yeah, they're both still free agents. Uh where are we now? Uh, closing in on the first week, beginning of February, two weeks till spring training. Uh where, where are they, they going to play? Where are they going to play? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Where are they going to play? Yeah, you know, I, I've got them ranked both, you know, one, one's, uh, well, they're both in the late 50s, uh, 56 and 59 respectively. Hey, if they get a job, good for them. Move, move them up a little bit. But right now, I don't know if they're going to have a job, either one of them. And if they do have a job, it's more than likely going to be in a uh, utility sort of role again. Not full time at bats. How do you how do you rank them much higher than in the fifties? Uh, based on that, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you, Timmy. Yeah. Let's take a break and we're gonna get back and start asking you sleepers and things like that. Sounds good. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, I, I'm sorry, Tim. I have more questions. Um, yeah, me, me too. <laughs> Bre- Brendan Rogers, Tim. I don't know what to think of this guy. I, 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 and I, I, cause I, this weekend I was ranking and I didn't, there was several guys, Brent Honeywell, didn't know what to do with him. Brendan yep. Rogers didn't know what to do with him to me. I, I, I think he's good. He surely wasn't last year. Was hurt. I, I don't. What do you think of Brendan Rogers? Uh, th- this is uh, these rankings are for redraft leagues. I understand. I'm just asking you the player. Not really. Not just is he any? Is he going to amount to anything? I'm not willing to bet on it. Yeah. Uh you know we're, he's coming off a shoulder injury, isn't he? Yeah. The Rockies have you know hey. 
<laughs> yeah, no, they, they, they hundred players at at that middle yeah. infield exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and they're going to the sign best. Jason Kipnis and Brian. <laughs> That's who they're going to sign too, just to yeah. to make competition. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, I think the best thing that could happen to Brendan Rodgers could be Nolan Arenado leaving town. How's that? Sure doesn't sound like that's going to happen. Um, no, it's it's just a situation where number one, he's got to prove he's healthy. He's got to you know he's got to reestablish his value and his stock. And at that point in time, there has to be an opportunity for him to play somewhere. There's, that's a lot of variables sitting in there, Rich. A yeah. lot of variables. Too many for me to be. You know, I, I'm very thankful I don't own him in any dynasty leagues. And I you know, won't own him pre-draft leagues until we see something, right? You know, it's it's the forgotten guys, Timmy. After you, you always write a sentence or two with the top thirty, and then and then it's the poor guys, thirty-one and after, who don't have any words, Timmy. Mm-hmm. And, and and you see that Robinson Cano at thirty-three, and and rightly so, he doesn't have yeah. any words, Timmy. He's just a name now. It's kind of sad. Yeah, and you know, right after him is Jonathan Scope, right? Yeah, I know that 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 hurts me, Timmy. But uh, it's, yeah. it's it's deserved. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, you start looking, and and then you got a guy like David Bote, right, who's sitting at thirty eight. He can move into the top thirty because it looks like he might have a chance for full time at bats. Yeah. Okay, you look at Oakland, and you, you've got a whole series of question marks there. Does Barreto get the job? Mateo uh, won't qualify there. But you know, and included in that mix, you got Sheldon News and you got Chad Pender, and I've got them both listed. But who knows how that's going to shake down in Oakland? But I'm not willing to bet on any of those guys for more than a bench slot heading but, into the season. But Robinson Cano has the job. Yeah, but as well as having the job, there's got to be some production, right? Yeah, well, that's fair. Yeah, you know, and right now I don't see Robinson Cano. Uh, I, I, hey, I, I think I've got them ranked in sort of a, a, a reasonable reasonable situation. The two that I found uh, a, very intriguing is the fact that I have Howie Kent Kendrick uh, and Asdrubal Cabrera ranked significantly lower than the NFBC. Kendrick at 13 spots lower. Uh, 33, like I like Howie Kendrick. Don't get me wrong. But Howie Kendrick's principal value is basically in a part-time role. Mm-hmm. He's not going to play full time. How do you have him at thirty three, as you know, an ADP, when you're looking at probably three hundred at bats? I don't get that, Rich, and I, and I have the same problem with Astrobol Cabrera. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't get him being ranked at forty simply because I don't think the at bats are going to be there, and uh, the key for me is the at bats. Now, what's interesting is when you look at Anaheim. Okay, Tommy Listella, and I I played around with this one for a while in my mind, trying to think of all the what-ifs and wherefores, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, in in the NFPC, Listella's at 27. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have him at 43. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, I have David Fletcher sitting at about 25. You know, hey, Listella could take a jump upwards. He's, you know, he's got a history with Joe Madden, but... I have to believe that Fletcher is going to see a significant number of at-bats at second base. You know, and I, I just have trouble with Listella being ranked as, that high as well. I, I just don't see him keeping and holding the job for, you know, as a full-time player. I just thought you hated French people. 
No, definitely not. <laughs> oh, okay. French, French women with that accent? Wee, wee, wee. That's all I have to say, Rich. <laughs> well, Timmy, let me, let me ask you a couple of probing questions here. And I, I, yes. This is my favorite time of the show because this, mm. we get to figure this out. So um, what one or two, two second basemen not in the top ten have the best chance to creep into the top ten don't give me number 11. I mean, give me give me one guy, one or two guys, and maybe another guy who's way down the list. Uh, Kevin Newman. Ooh, okay. Good call. Uh, That's you're going to like this? You're going to like this one? Kevin, uh, Kevin, Kevin Lux? Uh, close, yes, yes. Kevin <laughs> Bijou. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, hey, he had 16 homers. Swipe 14 bases and 354 at-bats. Okay, a full season at a Bijou has the potential to be 25-20. I think that gets him into the top 10. Uh, going further down the list, uh, hey, Garrett Hampson. If he gets a full-time job, man, the sky could be the limit. I'm not betting on it, but again... With a full-time job, Garrett Garrett Hampson is the type of player that could move up in a huge way. I, I like Tommy Edmond. Okay, there's a player that could move up. And Gavin Lux could be a top 10. Definitely Gavin Lux could be a top 10 in second baseman, Rich. There's no doubt there. Well, a guy that I love on this list, I mean, I don't know if it's for this year, so just just you know, just because I'm the prospect guy, is Vidal Brujan. Yep. Uh, that, that guy's got really good speed, and he's energetic. There's just a lot to like with the guy. can really carry the stick, barrels the ball up. doesn't have mm-hmm. tremendous power, but that's a guy I really, really like, and he's a Tim McLeod kind of player. Yeah, I, I like Brujan a lot. Uh, the only reason I have him at 58 and not higher is because, yeah. uh, you know, how much playing time do we see this year, Rich? I, not much, unless you know, in the next three weeks he signs a deal and is up sometime in the year. Or so, but yeah, I don't even know. It might be too early for him to sign a deal. So, well, I, and you you start looking at Tampa Bay, like they're too deep at every position. Are they going to platoon everywhere next year? Uh, you know, it's We've got twenty six players now. They might, Tim. They, they, they <laughs> I mean, if if somebody's going to come up with a wacky idea, it's going to be them. And you know, let's see. Yeah, it, uh, but I, I agree with you. I, I like Brujan an awful lot. I really do. Give me, uh, give me a guy who is in the top ten of second basemen who will not be there next year. Oh, Whit Merrifield. Ooh, Timmy, really? Tell me why. Well, you know, all he has to do is fall back a little bit in the power. And steal only 50 instead of 20 bases. And that gets him into the teen rounds pretty quick, doesn't it? Yeah, I guess it does indeed. Yeah. You know, I I, I like the top 10. I, I really the, the other The other guy that obviously could find his way out of the top 10 pretty quick quickly is Cahill Marte, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's... At, at number 10. That's the obvious pick. He doesn't produced to the level that he did last year. It's a one-off, and all of a sudden he's somewhere between 15 and 30, right? So, Timmy, would you like to hear your top 10 from last year? Uh, just for giggles, yeah, I think I would. I know, I know I've know, i got Altuve uh, in there, so I, I should be safe there. 
Well, first, number one was Javier Baez, which would have probably been number one again or very close to it if he would have been eligible, but it wasn't. Jose Altuve, number two. Whit Merrifield, number three. Ozzy Mm -hmm. Albies, number four. So, four, Tim, you're doing pretty well. And now for the good news. No, no, I should say Jonathan VR. Okay, that's good. Then the next one takes a bit of a hit. Uh, he's no longer second eligible, but it's Daniel Murphy. The guy's really dropped off. Yep. Labor Torres, number seven. Okay, still okay. there. Travis Shaw was number eight. Scooter mm-hmm. Gannett was number oh. nine. And your buddy, Robinson Cano, at number 10. Robinson Cano has dropped. Twenty-three spots? Did you have at thirty-three or something? That's remarkable to me. Well, I've got Scooter Jeanette this year at seventy-eight. Yeah, it's it's, it's, uh, okay. it's shall we shall we read your prose on what you wrote about Scooter Jeanette? This is great. Okay, yeah, I, I'm curious. To, <laughs> I'm curious to hear this because I haven't. I can't think of any rate about now other than this first name. I, I love the name Scooter. Right? That 2017 27 home run, 97 RBI campaign was followed up by another solid 23 home run, 92 RBI season. I think we can safely, Tim, safely use the word safely, expect more of the same level of production moving forward. You know what I, I hate, Rich, is the fact that you can you can edit all my comments, right? And I can add emphasis when we're talking to it. Uh, sorry, I, I just couldn't pass up that opportunity. Would Dear, it, would it scooter? Would it, that happens, Timmy? You know, you get these guys. Uh-huh. It wasn't a one-year outlier; it was a two-year, and then he turned back into Scooter Gannett. Yeah, it, you know, hey. Yeah, well, what can you really say about that? You know what I mean? All all of a sudden. You know, the scooter turned into a moped. Yeah. Jonathan Scope was at 15. I mean, guys took a beating, Timmy. Oh, yeah. It's between losing eligibility and falling off a cliff. Last year, just to show you what an outstanding year the scooter uh, really had. Uh, did, you call him the, did you call him the scooter? <laughs> the scooter, yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, he's reached a new level for me. Uh, okay. Right. Okay. He in 133 at bats, he had two home runs. He drove in 11. Okay. Uh, he had 30 hits, good for a 2.26 batting average. Okay. Stole no bases. Uh, he managed to produce an OBP of 245. Wow. Based on 41 strikeouts, and I'm going to let you guess, how many walks did he have in those 133 at-bats? He had 41 Ks. Three. Damn, you're good. Two. Two, wow. Missed, yeah. missed it by one. So, I, did, I, I honestly don't know, Timmy. Did he get hurt? I mean, did he just, I mean, or did they just bench him? Uh, there were There were definitely injuries in play, but when he did have the chance to play... Well, we just went through the results. He just yeah. fell fell off a cliff. And, you know, once you see my, – my standard rule of thumb is once you see two years out of a player, okay, I, I think it's fair to establish some sort of a base based on that. Uh, every once in a while, there is somebody out there that's going to shatter a dream. And one of the things that we do, Rich, and you do it with prospects, I do it with my rankings, we all do it, is uh, we're wrong. 
<laughs> players don't cooperate. <laughs> it doesn't matter. How, and we're in the business of being wrong, right? I thought it was going to be. Just, I thought it was going to be something more. Uh, uh, I don't know, a little bit more, <laughs> more philosopher like. Yeah, exactly. Well, we're wrong. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. We're wrong. Tell me we're something the, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we're in this to be wrong. Yeah. Okay, we look at everything. We come up with with what we believe is the right rationale in making our decisions. But the players just don't cooperate. And the only thing I can say is we're right more often than we're wrong. And we'll have a better batting average than any player in the history of the game. So, man, you take everything with a grain of salt. You have no choice or drive you nuts, right? All right, Timmy, give me some sleepers, man. That's what people are listening to. This. Give me give me some guys. I mean, you, you know, we know that you like uh, Kevin Newman. I mean, but I wouldn't yeah. call him a sleeper. So give me somebody. Uh-huh. Or Ison Diaz, is that a sleeper? Give me some guys you really yeah, like this I- year. I, I think there's potential out of Diaz. Um, yeah. Gavin looks. Shit. Yeah. Oh, he's not asleep. <laughs> yeah, only in comparison. To, no. Uh, Shedlong's interesting. He he intrigues me in Seattle because I think he's going to get the playing time off. So Seattle's already said that uh, they're going to use Gordon in more of a super sub role and go with Shedlong. So uh, I find him intriguing. Uh, somebody in Oakland's going to win the job. Okay, Brado, Mateo, uh, whoever wins the job, uh, you know, hey, Jose Peraza. Uh, you want to look at uh, San Diego and, hey, if uh, Profar doesn't get it done, maybe Ty France will. You know, there's some power potential there with Ty France. Those are some of the guys that I would... I would consider to be sleepers. They're they're ranked a little bit lower than the norm. They're off the radar a little bit, and uh, they all have the potential to get uh, and sneak their way into full time at bats. David Bote in Chicago with the Cubs, the same thing. If he's got that full time job, yeah, he's got this potential there. I I, I think to be uh, a serviceable player in deeper leagues. I'll give you a couple of mine, Timmy. Uh, I, obviously, I'm all sure. in on Gavin Lux this year. I just, right. I really am. So, so I'll, I'll mention that again. I think Garrett Hampson is going to get a shot, Tim, and I think he will. I think he's going to be full time somewhere at some point this year, and it could be second base, it could be the outfield. But I like Garrett Garrett Hampson a lot. I think he's better than what he showed this year, so he's one of my sleepers. Um, I like. I, Nick- by the way, I, I I agree with you. I like Hampson. Mm-hmm. I, I really do. I just hope he gets the opportunity. The, my problem right now, when I look at the rankings, is I can't bet on it. I can't take a chance as him being my everyday second baseman. That's my problem. Let, let, let now this is a strange one to me. And I, I want to explain myself. So I'm going to see Nick okay. Madrigal as one of my sleepers. And I'm going to tell you why. Because okay. he's going to be a big waiver wire pickup when he gets the call up. And he's mm-hmm. going to be a guy that you're going to pick up the waiver and you're going to be able to slot him in at at a place and a time that is going to be interesting for you because he's going to bring you stolen bases, he's going to bring you bad average and runs, and I think he's going to win some people some leagues. Not because you because you, you when you drafted you didn't plan for him, but you got him as a bit of an afterthought and you're able to plug him in very tactically on some areas that you need help in. That's why I think he's going to have some significant value from as a waiver wire pickup. You don't think that Lurie Garcia is going to hold him off for long, Rich? Uh, I don't, Timmy. I don't. I think Lurie Garcia is a 
well, if he plays, what was it, shortstop last year for a while, right? So he could play. Well, no, he was at, he was in the outfield. He's an outfielder. But he played short. Yeah, they're moving him back to second. So, but he played a little shortstop last year. He played second mm-hmm. base. He can play second yeah. base. I don't think he's going to stand in the way. I mean, Lurie Garcia is a nice little player. Uh, got speed, but always relies on a high bat and average of balls in play. So, And I, I like kind of Lurie Garcia, but I see him as an extra outfielder. I see him as a classic fourth outfielder, particularly for the um, for the Chicago White Sox. And Mick yep. Madrigal is a top prospect, and he they, they gave him how much? He was number four drafted guy. He's got to be 5 or $6 million. Lurie Garcia is like a stand in his way. No, I, are you going to miss the days of Adam Engel and Charlie Tilson in that outfield, Rich? Uh, I know it's it, it is boy they have really transformed. So those are some Ooh, of my ever. guys, and and I'm intrigued not to just sit talk about prospects. I'm very much intrigued by Jose Peraza. You know, and not not that I thought that uh, Dustin Pedroia was going to play this year. It is sad. It's always sad when you hear once great players just just. Uh, just trying to come back, you give him a lot of credit, but it, dude, it, it's just not going to happen with Dustin Pedro. He's not coming back. No, that that knee is chronic. Yeah. It's done and it's over. And I admire him for his great career, and I admire him for the fact that he tried to get back into the game. But uh, I think it's time that uh, he realized that that's not going to happen. And it's time to walk away from the game. Everybody has to do it at some point in time. And I'm not saying it's easy. We all have to walk away from, you know, regular jobs. We have, you know, we all have things that we have to adapt to. And I I think uh, it's time for Dustin Pedroia to look at coaching as a vocation. Yeah. Final comments on second base, Tim. Um, There's opportunities there. It's, It's not as lean as... I originally thought it was, and, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that we've got players this year, much like Javier Baez last year, that will only be eligible this year in all likelihood. So take advantage of that wherever possible. And I'm, I'm a big believer in getting one of those, uh, getting one of those top 10, 12 second basemen. Get, get somebody in there that's a solid anchor that you can count on every day. And there certainly are opportunities uh, in the top 10 to find players uh, that will deliver for you. Let's take our final break. Timmy, get back. I, I'm going to pick up on the Dustin Pedroia because I have another thought for you. Okay, sounds good. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social speakers slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at thirty thousand feet so sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus that's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus We're here with the great Tim McLeod. We've just finished our second base uh, preview, Timmy. I have to tell you, dude, 
it's awesome. You do, you do amazing work. And I think the conversation we have about second base is not only fun, but I think it gives our listeners a chance to think about stuff. And I'm sure there's probably a dozen nuggets that you shared today that people were not thinking about and gives them just one more piece of, of thought as they're going through the draft and kind of mapping out in their head how they would approach things. So I think that's what you bring. And I think it's really, really cool. Well, thanks so much, Rich. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, one thing I will always do is I put 100% in, into all of these projects and spend a lot of time doing it, as you know, because you got it 15 minutes before we were supposed to go <laughs> on the air. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you're wrong about Cave and, uh, Gavin Lux, but that's okay, Timmy. You, can, you don't have to be right about everything. Well, you know, I uh, we all have our scooter Jeanette crosses to bear, don't we? <laughs> That's true. Uh, so speaking- but no, thanks, thanks a bunch. And, and like I said, I I I try to look at things uh, from as many perspectives as 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 I can, and from as many different situations, trying to play the mode and work all that into my rankings, and have a lot of fun doing it, Rich. So uh, again, my thanks. So, Timmy, we talked about Dustin Pedroia before we broke, and you know, there was some, I'm sure you saw it. It, 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 it bummed me out, and I, look, I, 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 I was never Dustin Pedroia like uber fan, but I, I liked the player, and I, you know, I like what, you know, how he always did things. That was it was good. I mean, trying hard, and then I see Felix Hernandez. Timmy, basically the same thing. A guy who was appears to be done. Mm-hmm. Not playing for Seattle. At least Dustin Pedroia is is not going to another team. And Felix Hernandez um, is is joining the Braves, Timmy. And yeah. I don't know if it's if it's a triad. I can't remember if it's a major league deal. But Timmy, I, I I can't imagine it's going to end well. I mean, just as with Dustin Pedroia, what you said there. Why doesn't Felix Hernandez just go? You know, it's been a great career. I've made more money than I could anyone could have possibly have thought of. And just go and work. If you want to play and stay in baseball, just go work for the Seattle Mariners as a special assistant or a on-field, uh, you know, roaming instructor or something like that. It's just a shame that these guys feel like they got to hang on, and it's just not going to end well. No, I, again, it's it's not about the money. Like you said, Felix Hernandez has got more more money than he'll need for five lifetimes. It's about the fact that he's he. Does, he's not ready to call it a day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess he's earned that right over the length of his career to determine when it is time to call it a day. Unfortunately, we, we see more often than not that it adds, you know, it, we end up with rather sad situations as a result. But I, again, when is that right time in his mind? You know what I mean? It's fine for us to say, you know, hang it up and walk away, but it, it speaks volumes as to the competitor competitor he is and how much he loves the game. And I think that is a good thing. Watching how it unfolds sometimes, not so much. Yeah, I mean, I get it, Timmy, but man, I, I, I tell you, it's, it's it's sometimes you just... So part of the problem with athletes, and we, and we saw this a little bit with... Um, Nolan Arenado. I mean, they're they're so revered by everybody, and no one is probably sitting there and saying, you know, Felix, it's time to to let this go. And it's like, no, you can do it. You can do it because that's all they've been told their entire life. Mm. Sometimes it feels like just tell the guy, look, you know, yeah. why don't you go out a champ? Why don't you go out on top and just, 
he didn't really go out on top. But, I mean, like, why continue this? And I, it just bums me out when I see stuff like that. And I could be dead wrong, Timmy, because, you know, I've never played at that level before. But, uh, you know, when I walked away from my job, I felt like I walked away, like, I felt good about it. Like, you know, I don't say mm-hmm. I walked away on top, but I felt like I could still contribute. And I, right. I just, I just left, you know, and it's like, okay, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I want to do something different with my life. But it's like, sometimes these athletes just keep going. And that's what I like about Mike, Mark Teixeira. He quit mm-hmm. and he had plenty of money and he still was a decent ball player. Not great. He mm-hmm. just walked away and it's like, yeah, that's the way to do it. I think. Well, yeah. And you look at players like Brian Dozier and Jason Kipnis on the second base list. Yeah. You know, you take a look at Adam Jones. Okay. Yeah, there's the another op- example. He's yeah, playing he's in t- Japan. Yeah, he signed, and uh, I saw the uh, the the uh, when he got off the plane, he was mobbed. Yeah, it it, it was absolutely incredible, Rich. The yeah, press wow. that was there, fans that were there. Uh, he was signing autographs. It was almost like a mob scene. Uh, you know, hey, but he still contributed more last year at his position mm-hmm. than Felix Hernandez. And Felix Hernandez was was yeah. well below replacement layer layer uh, level player. Yeah, and you know, uh, that, that's a tough call. But I, I think veteran players, whether we uh, agree with it, I, I think they do have sort of the the right if they can to go out on their own terms. And quite often it doesn't end well, mm-hmm. but man, it's, Hey, when, when all you've done is play baseball, you know, and be part of the team and yet for, you know, 10, 15, 20 years, I, I can see where it's hard to walk away from. I, I, I really to- can. totally agree. I just, uh, just it's, bumps, it just bumps me out to me as a fan. Yeah. It bum, bumps me out. Well, yeah, it, it does. Uh, because we, we know how in most cases it ends, right. And it's not good. So, Timmy, we, our final thought, let's just talk about what we've got coming up. I'm looking at the schedule, Tim. We have a schedule. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to have to take a look at that. Take a look at that, Rich. So we have our top 100 recording, Timmy, on Friday. It'll probably be split mm-hmm. into two sections, uh, 100 to 51 to 100, and then mm-hmm. 1 to 50. So it'll be a marathon on Friday the 31st. And then next Sunday, Timmy, and you've committed to this. You said it was okay, but I'm, if you want to switch, I mean, we can do that. It's mock draft number two on Super Bowl Sunday. Yeah, no, I I'm good with that as long as we uh, as long as we move the recording time up a bit. Is that okay with you? Yeah, sure, Timmy. I have that's why under just just so you know, Timmy, under the column time, I have TBD. Ah. And what would that mean, Rich? <laughs> <laughs> you let me know and you know, talk to the guys that you want to invite or people that want to get yeah. into it and figure out what time is best. I, I think doing it in the middle of the of the um of the Super Bowl, I was going to say World Series. Super Bowl is probably not mm-hmm. the right thing to do. So, uh, so well, I think it's the right thing to do. I just don't think we'll get that many people. I just don't. I don't. Want, I'd like to do it like <laughs> at the earliest one o'clock on. Um, Mm. On Sunday, because I I want to go to church and I go go to lunch afterwards. Right. I have a thing, Tim. I have a thing. That's right, and and I'm not going to interrupt that thing. <laughs> exactly. No way. I'm not even going to attempt that, Rich. Uh, no. So I was thinking sometime uh, maybe early afternoon, two, three o'clock. And what I think I'm going to do on this one is uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to Dr. Mershak and a couple of the the veterans, and then I think I'm going to hold 
uh, 10 or so spots open. And I think I'm going to have a raffle on the Facebook page because I don't have enough to do except <laughs> to let a random number generator determine who's in there. So I might as well have some fun with it for at least one, right? Yep. Well, just let me know when I can set my selection. I think I was one last mm-hmm. last time. I'll do 15 this time, Timmy, and I guess you'll okay. take the number one spot. So Timmy and I yep. always do it at opposite ends so we can at least talk and pick at the same time. Otherwise, it's impossible. Well, yeah, we wouldn't be able to critique each other's selections, and that's half the fun of the evening, right? Or exactly. And then on Thursday, we're going to do a recording on shortstop, so Tim gets mm-hmm. a reprieve from Sunday, and then follows it right back up on Sunday, third base. So Tim has got a busy, not this coming week, but the week after next, so that's when Tim's going to be sweating, and Rich will be laughing because my top 100 will be out. I won't have anything well, to do. <laughs> well, you know what I'm really looking forward to, Rich, is the 170 to 200 outfielders that come right after wow. that. That's, uh, that's brutal. And that's, yeah, that's, it, I think we've got, two, we've got uh, a two-part show for outfielders on the 16th, so. Yeah, and I, I think that's probably for for a good cause. And you know, you look at our game, and it, it only makes sense because we roster five, plus some of those outfielders end up uh, in your uh, utility slot, DH slot. So y- you basically, in a fifteen-team league, you need a whole lot of outfielders. You need seventy-five, to, seventy-five to ninety are going to be rostered. So uh, that has to be a pretty healthy list, doesn't it? Yep. So Tim, we've been on the air for an hour and a half, and I've had the CNN on the entire time watching. And they—it's mm-hmm. been Kobe Bryant, Walt Walker. I've—I've I've, every time I've looked up, it's been him. It's not—it's been it that nothing else. Did you see what the Raptors and uh, I think it was the Suns did to start their game? Yeah, they took a twenty-four hour violation. And didn't yeah, they, they, yeah. yeah, they both took respective back-to-back 24-second violations. Uh, classy act. Yeah, very, very classy. Nice, very nice. Yeah. Oh, I got a, my mixed flavor draft order oh, in. Oh, so we can actually do it on the air. We can do a reveal on the air. So I don't know if I have a, a drum thing here, Timmy. I have guns mm. and I have ghosts. How about this one? Mm. Okay. Okay, What what is your draft slot? You're going to love this, Rich. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, 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 Was it coming in an envelope? I hear rustling of paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yes, it does. I, that, is it from the accounting place? for Dewey Cheatham and Howe? Uh, <laughs> no, I think it's Price Waterhouse. <laughs> okay. okay. Same thing, right? Uh, the first year I was in labor, uh, I had the number one. one. I had the number one slot, and I finished second. And last year, I had the number, number two, two slot, slot, and you finished second. And I finished third. Third. So you have the third slot this year. Mm-hmm. No, I got the number one slot. Oh, you really? man, oh, man. Wow. Number, oh, Timmy, you're going, you got to go Acuna, right? Uh, yeah, me and Ronnie, we're, uh, we, we've got a date on the uh, 4th of February. Uh, so, and the guys, the guys are going to hate me. I, I, I took major flack from Rudy Gamble last year, okay, when I got, uh, when I got the number two slot. Yeah, and you get the number. Uh, one. How how crazy is that, Timmy? Three years in a row with one, two, and one. That that's unprecedented. Well, yeah, I'm gonna. I can hardly wait to to hear what Rudy has to say on Twitter. I'm gonna get slammed big time. I, you know, the first thing is gonna be how much did you pay for that, McLeod? Exactly, and, exactly. It should be. Well, how much? How much did you pay for that? <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? 
if uh, if I was uh, the shoe was on the other foot, I know I'd be saying the exact same thing. Right behind me is Zach Steinhorn from Creative Sports. Mike Podhauser is in three. Steve Gardner's in four. Alan Harrison in five. Nobody, Joe nobody, Sheehan. Nobody cares, Tim. They only care okay. about a Jew. Well, they care about a Jew. Okay. <laughs> I'm number one. Yay. I'm number one. Yay. <laughs> With that, Timmy, we will, uh, I guess we'll talk on whatever date it is to do the top 100 prospects. Awesome stuff with the second base, Tim. And uh, I'm going to let you, oh, what are you having for dinner? we got to ask that. Uh, people get ticked if I don't ask that. Yes, we're having uh, chicken on a bun this evening. Chicken on a bun. Yes. We're not eating yes. dinner, Timmy. We had dinner. We had a combination of lunch and dinner. So, ah, okay. And it was, uh, and, and what'd you have? Uh, you ever heard of pimento cheese? Uh, yeah, I had, my mom used to love feeding me that one as a kid and I used to love picking all the pimentos out. <laughs> right. So, so we had that as an appetizer, went out, out mm-hmm. to dinner. So, uh, at the lunar and that is an appetizer mm-hmm. and just a, a salad with ahi tuna on it. Uh, uh, it was really good. So, uh, so salad what type, and what type of tuna? Ahi tuna. It's like a rare tuna that, you know, they put oh, okay. like pepper on the outside and, you uh, just you serve it basically seared and uh, it's cooked probably uh, for thirty seconds. It's it's really uh, good. So yeah, oh my tuna has Charlie on the can. So <laughs> exactly. I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to grow my knowledge base here, Rich. And I, I thank you for sharing that. Oh, there you go. So okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, overplayed by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Timmy, without further ado, my friend, have a great week. We'll talk to you later this uh, coming week. And everybody, enjoy your week. Tim, be well. Be well, my friend. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.